Mitsubishi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Monday, May 10th, and it is officially tourney season. The selection show just wrapped up. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Jake on the mics, and we are also joined by Dukes tonight. Uh, so, boys, the tournament is here. The teams are set. The matchups are finalized. Jake, we're going to start with you. How are you feeling tonight, uh, especially after your recent bout with some food poisoning over the weekend? Oh, my God, dude. Um, after having – I mean, I won't get too explicit, but just after emptying my body of all food and fluids for an entire day, while I had to drive home, no less. So, like, you know, stopping every hour and just vomiting on the side of the road in rural Georgia was fucking awful. You don't have a um, toilet set up in your truck? Like uh, no, no, I, I don't. I need to, I should probably just actually, you know, they could save a lot of time by like just, you know, turning the seat into a toilet. Right. So you're just always prepared. Um, but no, that's, it, it was awful. I feel much better today. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm a food poisoning survivor, which is nice. Um, but I, I'm, I'm hurt and confused by the, by the NCAA selection show as always. Um, well, I just, we'll, I, get, we'll get into that in a minute. We can, we can get that. into, we can get into that. Dude, I just, dude, I, how are you doing? It looks like you're, uh, looks like you're back home, maybe being a good son back home for mother's day. So, uh, you know, how, how's it going for you right now? How you feel on, uh, your, your Notre Dame Irish getting, getting the six seed there. So I, I know that that one probably had to sting a little bit for you. Yeah. Uh, went out into the city this weekend, came back home to the Island battling a, uh, battling a little bit of a hangover. So same boat yeah basically yeah exactly like battling like the food poisoning and then i find out that notre dame's a six seed so that was just a terrible end to the day so terrible from start to uh start to finish all right so morale is especially high here on the pod tonight uh but yeah so uh, turns out North Carolina is the lacrosse capital of the world. They get the one seed in both the men's and the women's bracket. Um, not too surprising. Like, obviously, like, I, I think like there were three teams where you could make the case for that one seed. I, I know that Jake will probably say that there's only two. Um, I think that you could have made the case for Maryland to be there being undefeated uh big 10 champions taking care of hopkins three times you could make the case for duke to be in there uh but you know the way that they explained it it's like well you know how can we put uh duke as the one seed when they got uh beat down by north carolina on multiple occasions so unc with the one seed uh let, let me just get some some reactions are like are you guys cool with that do you think that uh that unc is deserving of being that lax capital of the world and do you think that both teams end up playing Memorial day weekend. I think, I mean, I mean, I think UNC deserves it. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll toss it to Dukes, but I definitely think that UNC deserves the, the number one seed. Yeah. I think that they're the best team in the country. Uh, I thought, thought that they should be one Maryland goes to, but I mean, any year you hear Maryland undefeated going into the tournament, you automatically assume that they're going to be the number one seed. So it is like, it is a little weird to see that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, totally think UNC is the number one seed. Best team in the country. 
Yeah, I, it's so like we haven't seen UNC or Duke or any of the ACC teams in about a week. Well, I guess uh, Syracuse played Robert Morris, but I got to be honest, like I didn't really catch much of that game. Uh, so we haven't really seen them in a while, but, uh, you know, like, like they, they've just been every single time that they're on TV, you watch them and you're like, yeah, like these teams are absolute machines. Um, you know, offensively, we know what UNC has defensively and, and in cage uh, with Colin Krieg just coming onto the scene. Um, so, I mean, they're a team top to bottom. It, like, this isn't a hot take. This isn't an original take. This isn't one that's like, wow, Jordy really knows what he's talking about because anyone with two functioning eyes, maybe half of an ear and a quarter of a brain can tell you uh, that UNC is filthy this year. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that they're definitely deserving of it. And I think, um, you know, I, I think that they're a team where like, I, I feel like there are some guys on that team where you give them that, that confidence of that one seed and that, that road, that path to the final four. Um, and I think that they, they're a team that can really thrive with that. So uh, Jake, um, now I got to ask you, Maryland, goes with the two. So we're, we're going to skip over Duke for a little bit. You can touch on Duke if you want to. I'm, I'm never going to turn down any Duke uh, conversation, especially since this will be the first time that we get to see Michael Sowers playing the NCAA tournament. Um, but I specifically want to hear your thoughts on the Terps being a three seed because, uh, you know, you've been riding high on Maryland all season long. You, you say, you know, listen, guys, I know that the Big Ten might be a little lacking this year, but Maryland, they, they're proven, they're dominant. Um, they're the best team in the nation. So as an avid Terp supporter, how do you feel about your, your boys going with that three seed? Okay. First of all, that's, that was brilliant, brilliantly crafted um, for anybody who actually listens to the podcast. It's not what I've said uh, in any facet. Um, I, I think Duke, I'll, I'll touch on Duke first. I think Duke, Duke is a good, a good two seed. I mean, you, you, they're a solid team. You know, Duke has been like a kind of any given Sunday type deal. Um, they've they've played hard this year, and I mean they've they've how many OT games? Three three OT games this year. I think I think it was um, like three with, three Thursdays in a row. Yeah, it's absolute just electric seeing Duke out there. So, um, and then they got to play High Point. That's like the t- you know out of all of these first round draws, I would say playing High Point might be the toughest. Um, out of the out of these first round draws, um, that that could be a pretty hot take, considering that Syracuse is unranked for Georgetown. But we'll 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 move our way down there in a second. But I just it's going to make some people mad. But I I feel how I feel. I think that if you put Syracuse in the Big Ten, I think that one of their attack men would probably have just as many points as Jared Bernhardt. I think I don't I'm I'm. I understand that Jared Bernhardt is an extremely skilled athlete, but scoring 70, 72 points in the Big Ten in the conference right now, as it is, is not impressive to me. Now, Chris Gray going from playing from Boston and going to UNC and putting up the same points and doing the crazy shit that he did is impressive, but the measuring stick when it comes to the Big Ten and then going to the tournament is not the same. I just I don't believe that. Um, I can't get behind that. You beat you beat Johns Hopkins, who was four and eight in the fucking conference, right? You beat them twice by one point and two points, three times, excuse me. But the last two times that they played, sorry, you beat them twice by a total goal margin of three. 
right? How I'm not supposed, I can't be impressed by that. You only beat Rutgers by four once, right? So I, I can't be impressed by that. And I don't think that their face-off game, their face-off game cannot stand. It, it, it will not measure up to any of the ACC squads. Absolutely not. So yes, Maryland is a good team. They probably, you know, defense, you know, big 10 defensive player of the year, Nick Grill. I mean, their roster's loaded. You know, I think, uh, I think that Notre Dame game is going to be interesting. That's all I'm saying. Assuming they both get past the first round games, right? But um, that my that's my tirade against the Terps. Um, I just color me not impressed by winning the Big Ten, right? Yeah, and I I think it's I don't want to say it's invalid criticism because. I, I appreciate you, Jake. I, I, I love you for coming on here every single week and, and laying your heart on the line with your takes. Um, so I'm never <laughs> going to say that, that it's invalid. I just I, – I don't know, though, like what else people like want out of Maryland because it's not like they had any control on their schedule this year, right? Because of COVID, like they strictly had to do a, a Big Ten schedule. So it's not like they like went out of their way to duck – ACC competition. It's not like they went out of their way to not schedule someone like a high point uh, or, or anyone like that this season. Like it just so happened that the big 10 looked to be down this year. Um, and, and like, I mean, dude, like Maryland versus Hopkins is a, a massive rivalry. So like, you're not going to beat the brakes off of them three times in a row. Now the, the last two times were definitely sketchy. Um, I think that that just kind of proves though, like how, uh, you know, Maryland, like how much of a machine Maryland is where it's like, oh shit, like, you know, Hopkins is, is on our ass right now, but we've got a bunch of studs who, you know, they're only going to get better as the game goes on. So like, I think like this game coming up against Maryland, or obviously against Maryland, they are Maryland uh, against Vermont. Like, I think that that's a team where, you know, you look at Tommy Burke in the faceoff stripe and I think that he's going to have a pretty solid day against Maryland. And I think that he's going to give them fits. He's going to give uh, that Vermont offense a lot of extra possessions. That Vermont offense, very crafty, very Canadian, big, big on the two-man game. So I think like Vermont is a team where this is going to look kind of similar to some of those Hopkins games where like it's going to be a game deep into the game but then the fourth quarter comes around and all of a sudden it's like well hey guys like we have jared bernhardt you don't we have logan wasnowskis you don't like we have kyle long you don't um so but i i do think that that's going to be a good game and i would agree that the duke high point draw is probably the the first round game that i'm the i don't want to i'm like kind of excited for it but it's also like dude like we've seen it like eight times already this year um Dukes, it, it, one, if, if you want to touch on Maryland at all, you can, you know, talk about Maryland or Duke or whatever. Um, but also, as you get into it, like, what is, what is the first – like, what do you think is the biggest draw of the first round? I'm really excited for Notre Dame-Drexel. I saw Drexel play Hofstra yesterday. was really impressed by them. Hofstra almost made a really good comeback, but – what is that, Saturday? Yes, yeah, Saturday. But I'm excited for that one. High Point and Duke, yeah, like you said, they're going to play for like the 10th time this year, it feels like. I mean, they played UNC twice this year, I think. So I think that's the toughest draw. But I don't know, I'm really, uh, I really, I'm really excited for that Maryland-Notre Dame matchup if they both go through. Because I think I've been talking about that for a while. I think that Notre Dame has the potential to beat the brakes off them. Because I'm just like – Maryland's field players to me, their attack and their defense, their midfielders, really impressive. But I'm not impressed by their, by their uh, face-off and goalie-like units. So I think that 
that's going to be the X factor, and I don't think that they're going to make it to uh, Memorial Day this uh, this year. I mean, I th- I think for me, it's like how I, I and I know Paul Carcatera and the guys like Chris Cotter, those guys are fucking. They're you know they watch the cross. They they they're you know some of the best minds out there, right? But I don't know how you can call Maryland the you know, and they've said this. I think it's the, I think what bothers me is the way that Maryland's talked about the most complete team in, in the nation. I just, yeah. I disagree. They're, yeah. they're severely lacking, you know, if, if anything, you know, they, it, it, I don't think uh, Logan McNaney stands up to Liam Intamin at all. Um, I, I think that, you know, uh, Mike Adler and um, Colin Krieg are leaps and bounds above. I think that the face-off units of literally every other team, I don't know anything about Georgetown, but, you know, I think every other face-off, squad in this uh in, in mike sisselberger you know i think all these guys are, are would would absolutely you know take maryland to the woodshed when it comes to faceoff and the faceoff has been important this year so i think that's more my point but yeah drexel that drexel notre dame game is going to be good they got the boys at drexel can play no nobody's arguing that i, I think that's going to be a fucking sweet game yeah, and uh, so I mean Drexel winning the CAA, so that uh, you know that that conference becomes a uh, they're they're a one bid conference. Uh, so one of the teams left out uh, on the bubble is going to be Delaware out of the CAA. Um, do, do any of you guys have any you know other teams that you feel maybe got the short end of the stick here? Um, so obviously, like would have been more chaos if Hopkins had pulled off that uh that upset over maryland in the big 10 championship game um so a lot of these teams had a a nice little sigh of relief i'd imagine that loyola had the largest sigh of them all um so loyola getting in there too a little little tough one for um you know some of these other teams to swallow especially since you know you have to wonder like would loyola get into the tournament if they had played that patriot league championship game today and lost um, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I think at that point you might've had to put army in. So Army's on the bubble looking in, uh, Delaware's on the bubble looking in, uh, who else? I mean, I guess you could make the case for Hopkins since they made it to the big 10 championship yeah. game and, and Jake is a Hopkins Homer. Um, but yes. like, are, are, how, how do you guys, do you guys have any team that like you think like should be rightfully pissed off right now? Um, or do you think that these bubble teams are just like, yeah, you know, you should have just won more games. Jake, you can say hi. Dukes. I mean, <laughs> I wanted that upset last night so bad, dude. That was I, I, I was, I was like not watching the, the fourth quarter. I was like, I can't watch this. I was like, I, I can't see them do it. You know, the, let, let it me, was let me unbelievable. Bring up some of your tweets from last night as that game was going on. So you can keep talking. I'm gonna look these up to see oh how, how how many times you went in on Maryland. I. I didn't, right? Like, I, I didn't. I, I wanted to I, – I had one queued up that said, Maryland stinks, just all caps, if Hop had pulled off the game. But uh, they didn't. But, I mean, you're playing, your second midfield is literally three freshmen. Uh, I think they did pretty fucking well. But um, I guess you could say Army, right? You could, you could say Army. Uh, I think Army getting a win over Syracuse early in the year, and then you got Brendan Nick turn. And I, I, I think Army could have – probably I could, I could see them making like a, like a halfway deep run uh, in the tournament. Loyola, I mean, Loyola playing today might've made a difference. Um, now, if let, let me ask, like if that game went down, like, do you think that the Patriot league 
they still get two in regardless. Like, so, so, so obviously uh, you guys are listening to this now, so you know what happened 24, 36 hours ago. Um, so Loyola ends up getting, which I believe was a false positive uh, test for COVID. So they had to withdraw from the Patriot league championship game, which gives Lehigh the AQ by winning the Patriot without having to actually play that game. I think that Lehigh would still be a tournament team regardless Agreed. of the out- I really do of, of that game. Like I, I know that they dropped uh, that one game to Villanova, but you know, Villanova was, was coming on towards the end. Villanova is another team where you could say like, yeah, you know, like maybe if Loyola loses that game, uh, maybe Loyola. I don't know. Game, maybe, maybe Nova. Like, I, I, I don't know. Georgetown kicking the shit out of Villanova earlier, uh, early in the season. That was well, pretty bad. And then that, you know, you get, you're getting the shit kicked out of you by the, by the eventual, con- you know, winners of that conference. I don't think Villanova has an argument other than their sweet jerseys, you know, their jersey setup. I agree. And I, I've never been, I, I, I think I've, I've uh, talked about Villanova getting curb stomped in the first round of the tournament and why you shouldn't put a team like Nova in the tournament to begin with before. Mm. Um, so I'm not mad at it, but I'm just saying like, that's another team that could be like, well, you know, like if, if Loyola didn't get that false positive and they played and then they lost today, like maybe we could have been in. Um, I would have given that to Army instead. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like looking at this 16 team uh, bracket, like I, I feel like all these teams are pretty, pretty deserving. Like I, I don't, you know, it sucks for army. I think that army had a, had a real good season, but like, listen, like you're, you're playing in a conference that's not as strong as, you know, obviously like the ACC is a powerhouse. You were going to get all five teams in regardless. Um, Big 10, you know, they they were going to be a, a two bid conference regardless. They could have been the three if Hopkins got it done. So like you're looking around at what needs to happen in order, uh, you know, for the Patriot league to get more than two teams in. And it's like, there, there was no chance that they were going to be a three-team league. So if you wanted to get into the tournament, you had to make the championship game, and they didn't. So sucks, but it is what it is. Um, looking around at, at some other things. Uh, so I obviously mentioned Michael Sowers. This will be the first time that we get a chance to see him uh, in the NCAA tournament, which is incredible. I think – what did I say last year, Jake? I, I think I said if, if – if we didn't see him in the tournament last year as a senior in Princeton, that I would kill myself. And then COVID happened. Yes. I think it was something gravely terrifying like that. Uh, yeah. Now, and I, I'm, I, I hope that neither of your daughters listen to this podcast because they would have been terrified. Uh, they're, they're sick of hearing me talk. So they definitely wouldn't listen to this podcast. Um, okay, yeah, good. so it, it'll be great to see Sowers in the tournament, even if it's with a new team. Uh, and it'll also be now the third team that TD Erlen will be playing with in the NCAA tournament. And he has the chance to become, which I would imagine the first player in college across history to make the final four with three separate teams. He made it with Albany. He went back with Yale. And now he has a chance to do it again with Denver as long as he's able to, uh, I mean, have to take out Loyola first and then the winner of Duke and High Point. So uh, your, your thoughts on Denver's, uh, their, their navigation out of this bracket to the final four. Mm. Feasible for TD to be Mr. Memorial Day weekend and get back there again or no? Dukes, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead on this one. Yeah, I think that they, I think they're going to get bounced by Loyola first round i mean but again 
you want enough face-offs to get enough possessions any any given Sunday, the NCAA tournament where where magic happens. The upsets are uh, possible, but I just don't see them getting past Duke either. I don't know. I, I'm not impressed by Denver this year. TD's like TD and uh, Ethan Walker and who's the uh, other attack man? Jack Hanna? Jack no, Hanna. who's the uh, uh, the Yale transfer? Oh, Jackson uh, Morrow. Uh, Jackson, like Jackson, Jackson yeah, Morrow. Yeah, Jackson Morrow. I mean, like, they could they could like make it competitive with Duke, but I just I don't see it. I mean, it's uh, I just think it's it's tough for Denver getting you know Tierney's got to be absolutely. I, I can't imagine like what do what do you have in your office that you can destroy three years in a row not winning the conference? I think that that would. I mean, what what do you have like what? Well, what well, is so I've I've had the conspiracy for quite some time that he loses does it on does it on purpose? He, he does this on purpose to make sure that you know, and and I think Georgetown would probably have a case to get in without winning. So I think like they might have been able to get in regardless. But I am of firm belief that Tierney loses the conference championship game every year on purpose just to keep a bubble team out because Denver's always going to get an at-large, so you might as well give an AQ to someone else. Um, now, that might backfire on him with now having to draw against Loyola, um, but I'm, I'm still – I need to dig a little deeper in there. So if, if anyone listening right now, if, if you're you know, somewhat invested in, in Denver, like if you're ingrained – there in Denver and you have eyes and ears on Tierney kind of, you know, just slide into my DMS because we need to uh, get to the bottom of this one. Um, yeah. No, looking at it now, like I, I think, I mean, obviously like every corner of this bracket is a bit of a gauntlet. I think that that would be the most dangerous part of it, you know, for, you know, Denver, Loyola, Duke, and then high point. Like you, you never really know. I know that I've been down on high point a little bit this year. Um, but that that's a like that's the one where it's like okay like all four of those teams can go like Georgetown Syracuse I'm not crazy about either of those teams Virginia I, th- I think makes it out of there um, Bryant good for Bryant but I would love to actually see Bryant upset Virginia and then they go up against Syracuse and then another Bryant <laughs> win over Syracuse to make it into the Final Four that's actually what I'm rooting for so there we go okay you can root for that yeah. We need a little bit I mean, of chaos in this season. I, I, I just, we always root for chaos and it never turns out to be like that chaotic, right? Like when was the last time we really had that much chaos? Was it like Towson's like deep run, you know, and like Malloy getting shit on with the <laughs> all-time highlight goal? Is that like the last, or what was, someone was telling me, what was the other last like big upset in the tournament? Sorry, it makes great for radio. Just well, scrolling I mean, through. So yeah, like like Towson DMs. making it there. Yeah, um, Brian over Cuse in the first round. Army over Cuse in the first round. And then other than that, like you have to go all the way back to like the UMass years, Delaware. Like I yeah, I think that's what somebody was talking about. I was like, listen, that's what year is it? So uh, I mean, closest upset I might see is like loyal as we said, like loyal over Denver, and then like. I mean, Rutgers over Lehigh, probably not an upset, but I think Lehigh pulls that one out. I mean, that Vermont team can play. That Vermont team I'm can, all in on the Cats. 
And I'm all in on the cats. And they're going to win faceoffs. And it's a shame because I'm also all in on the cats um, after watching that uh, America East championship game against Albany. Uh, just it was the first time that I like really sat down to watch. Uh, Vermont play this year like you know I've, I've watched them in passing watched a quarter here and there but like this was like the first time that I really watched and was like you know what I fucking love the way that these guys play but then they draw Maryland and I think everyone at this point knows where I stand on Maryland um so Dukes, if fucking already, Maryland fan already ask who, who you would have on uh upset alert I was just looking at that I mean like does Rutgers over Lehigh count is like a first round upset I guess if you look at like it, if we talk let's if we talk about it like NCAA basketball then yeah right yeah Maybe because yeah but like not not anything too serious I mean remember like the Notre Dame like Detroit Mercy year where like they gave him a scare like halfway through the fourth quarter like it was like a tie game and then ND won by like four goals or something like I could see Drexel playing Notre Dame like somewhat close but I think that Notre Dame obviously will run away with it at some point. That, yeah, goal, like goal that. Pending. That's the same. That like I think Vermont will play Maryland close. I think that yeah, Drexel that. will play. I think Drexel will play Notre Dame close. I think. Uh, I do think Loyola could probably beat. I think we're probably all on the same page right there. Yeah. Um. I think High Point will potentially play close for like a half against Duke. Yeah. Um. Rutgers Lehigh will be close. Uh. Monmouth, like you guys can just start scheduling your vacations for next week. Um, Bryant, you can start scheduling your vacations for next week. Syracuse, Georgetown, very intriguing on what the Syracuse, just like what that mojo in the locker room is like right now. I, I think, um, you know, I, I think that there are obviously a lot of, uh, we'll just, we'll just, it's disrespectful to just call them bad vibes, but they're, they're bad vibes that are now away from that locker room. So I think, uh, you know, that. I think that this is a team that really rallied together over the last few weeks. Um, I still think that their defense is fucking atrocious, so there's not really much you can fix for that. But I do think um, Syracuse has a little bit of momentum heading into the tournament, uh, especially with a lot to prove over everything that's happened over the past few weeks. So I I could see Syracuse over Georgetown. Yeah, I mean, I I have that down. I think that – I think James Riley, Georgetown's face-off guy, really, really good. But there's just something, like, about this year with Cuse. And, like, right after I talked shit on them the last time I was on the pod, I feel like they've gotten, like, you know, what you said, like, the locker room. Like, they, they all had to come together for that, like, bad circumstance. So I think that there's just, like, this feel about this Cuse team where, like, I think that they just might make the Final Four. I think that they're just going to go on a run. Because also, uh, Falb, the faceoff guy, he has a really good matchup against LaSalle on uh, UVA. But it is also tough to beat a team three times. But there is just something it, magical it just, about this season. It, it depends on how filled up Jake Fopp's water bottle is because if he has to go out there and take a face off with a dry mouth, as we all know, he is, is no bueno at that. So keep that mouth hydrated, Jake Fopp. I know you're listening right now. Um, Self, self-proclaimed worst lacrosse player on the planet. <laughs> Jake, I, I heard a, um, a, a little squeal out of you when I had mentioned Syracuse over Georgetown. I don't know if that was just residual food poisoning or was that a reaction to the take? I mean, that's just like a game that I don't want to watch. Like, I'm not going to be pleased with the outcome of it. Like, I, I'm just, I'm, I love Jake Caraway. I think that dude's an absolute baller. 
right? I think he's a, a, a absolute baller and Georgetown is a, is a good team. I just like, I'm, I don't, it's going to, I think the game is going to be a mess. I think, you know, I think it's going to be. I know what's going to happen in that game. What's going to happen? The announcers are going to spend, I feel like Kevin Ware gets more airtime during these broadcasts than any other coach in college across. Like the, the broadcast is I just going to talk about how well Kevin Ware has done with this program over the past. <sighs> so many years it's so it's gonna be a mess right like yeah. you watch a like duke the, like that yeah. that's the thing like you watch these games <laughs> and all you hear about is how well the coach is done with this program and, and or how many the times they're gonna or how many times they're gonna talk about you know without leading scorer chase scanlon who was blah 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 like the, you know how like you know it's just gonna be you know the announcing gonna be bullshit and then like it these two teams they play in completely different conferences they have completely different styles so, like, if you watch UNC and Duke play, it's like a fucking chess match, right? Like, they don't make mistakes and shit like that. This is going to be like throwing balls out of bounds. Like, you know, there'll be some sick goals and some insane shit like that. But I just – I have no interest in watching it. Quick correction on my part. It's uh, Kevin Warren, not Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware was that uh, – wasn't yeah, he the, the guy Louis- with the broken leg. The yeah. Louisville yeah. basketball player. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't want to hear about Kevin Ware this year, but Kevin Warren. Um, so, quick correction. Also, they're going to talk about uh, – they're going to talk about the Big East days, the broadcasters, because it's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Ten lot, minutes tirade about that. Yeah, lot lot of shots of uh, Patrick Ewing and um, and Bay Allen Island. Iverson. So, yeah, a lot of <laughs> shots of Allen Iverson as well. They'll probably talk about the practice rant. Um, all right, well, real quick, let, let's just uh, round off our our men's brackets with our. Uh, just don't even think about it. Just tell me your final fours. Uh, if, if you want, I'll, I'll go first or I can go last. You guys, d- does anyone feel real saucy about their final four that they want to go first and just put it out on the line? I mean, it's probably not going to be saucy, but I'll say uh, UNC, Notre Dame, Duke, Virginia. And I know that you guys, that's a really brave final four for me. So don't, don't get too upset. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's fine. That, okay. That's exactly mine. Um, and then I think that Notre Dame UNC play for the national championship. And then we, I'm, I'm putting $2,000 on Notre Dame, right? Yes. Because that's what a seller would want. And when he loses me money, I'm going to go find him on one of these road trips and push him into a Canyon or somewhere in the woods where he's sleeping. So that's, what's going to happen. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'll take pretty much the same Final Four, except I'll put Maryland in over Notre Dame. Um, I'm tempted, honestly, to put Syracuse in over Virginia, but now I'll, I'll go UNC, Virginia, Maryland. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going one, two, three, four. So, straight chalk. So, cool. That sounds glad, fine. Glad, glad, that, um, glad that everyone has this to listen to, to hear the guy say that the top four teams will all make the final four. <laughs> I'm sure that that was really fucking awesome for you guys to spend all this time listening for. Um, the women's side. What the do guys, they want us to say? What do they, what do they want know, us to say? I know. Uh, fucking high points going deep. I got Loyola in the championship. I'm sleep- Everybody's sleeping on Bryant. What do you want me to say? And then Mercer gets a celebrity shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly uh the women's side of the bracket uh first off like there are so many teams well first off there are so many teams in the women's side of the bracket um but a lot of a lot of schools getting both the men's and the women's in there so 
the boys and girls are going to be getting quite friendly on campus. So those parties will be uh, plenty of fun for, well, obviously, you know, they're, they're not allowed to party COVID protocols. Um, but yeah, so what, what like North Carolina, Drexel, Rutgers, Notre Dame, Virginia, uh, who else? Syracuse, Loyola, that might be, oh, Duke, Maryland, Denver. So many teams. High getting point. Both. High point. Shit, skipped over them too. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're, I, I just got to keep riding Boston College just because they've been the most uh, electrifying team on Twitter.com and, and the old Instagram machine. So, you know, BC, you guys have been keeping all of us busy on social media. So kind of need them to keep rolling to Memorial Day weekend. Um, yeah, just looking at that, like I, I feel like I'm also pulling for, I won't go straight chalk. So North Carolina, they, they, they're nasty. Uh, BC, big Charlotte. This is a Charlotte North uh, Stan account. Uh, Syracuse need to see Gary Gate at championship weekend. Uh, and then let's just fuck around. And uh, I don't even know what the – like Northwestern, I remember growing up in Northwestern winning like five women's championships in a row. Um, so I kind of just like naturally hate them because of that. No offense. To what is why? Why? How? How do you come out of that like that? Like how do you? How does that? Like oh, I hate that they won so much. What is that about? Because uh, uh, I'm a Philly sports fan and I hate everyone that wins because we never do. Um, so I, I guess oh, well, I'll that's just fair. I guess yeah. So I, yeah. So I guess um, I don't know. I just found out that High Point um is is pretty nasty in in the ladies department as well. So give me High Point in the Final Four. Um, what about? You, you guys have any any thoughts on the women's side of the tournament? Uh, I think for when when you look at the women's bracket, um, I mean, I kind of like how they do it. Given the top team, you know, you have enough teams that'll make it in enough top conferences because they've got like what 120 teams or so. Um, I kind of like the the 32 ish team bracket with the top teams getting the bye. But I mean, those top teams are serious. You know, North Carolina has two girls who both have over 90 points, which is just absolutely, I can't even fathom that in the men, in the men's game, like having two attackmen combining for almost 180 points. That'd be, I, you, they'd have to share the Twarton and their names would be miles and Lyle Thompson. Um, Syracuse. I, so I think, you know, North Carolina, they have to go deep, right? They've they're undefeated 18 and no, that's a perfect season. That's fucking swag. I think they go deep. Um, uh, I think Syracuse again goes deep. Yeah, like you said, got to see Gary Gate in the fi- in the in the in, in the final four. Got to see him at championships week championship weekend. But I see Florida has had a very good year. They're on the, they won their conference, the AAC. So I, I I think Florida could give Syracuse some trouble. Um, I knew a couple girls from actually the the our rival high school in high uh, was Milton High School. They won like. I don't know how many dozen, they were like a dozen state championships. They used to send girls to like Northwestern and all these other good lacrosse schools. So I know Florida is very good. Um, but Northwestern too, I think Northwestern will, will go deep. I think, you, you, I mean, it's like every other fucking, you know, bracket, right? Like even in men's basketball, you're like, oh yeah, like that team's going to make a run. Cinderella story. When in reality, it's like, you know, out of your top, you know, one, two, three, four seed in each corner of the bracket. They're all, you know, one of them is going to make it to, to the final four, right? 
Um, and then BC, because as you said, uh, Charlotte North Stan account, and then Notre Dame. Uh, you got you got to count Notre Dame in, right? That'd be that'd be fucking insane to have both of your final both your teams in the Final Four. You know, just like you know North Carolina probably will. Uh, I know Dukes is all in on Notre Dame, um, but I mean, tough not seeing Maryland ranked. You know, they went like what's I think they went seven and five and or seven and two in conference or seven and five in conference. I think it was seven and five actually in the Big Ten. Yeah, so nine and six overall. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our that's our that's our brief women's coverage. Uh, that's this is this is for Abby, one of our one of our loyal crease dive followers. Um, I see her in our mentions all the time. So, uh, Abby, you're the goat. If you're listening, um, Dukes, take it away. Let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. I think that UNC is an absolute wagon. Uh, I think that they're going to make the national championship, probably win the whole thing. And then yeah, Charlotte North stand account really like Boston college are like a really fun team to watch. They got some, uh, players from Long Island that I, uh, knew. So I like watching them. And I have to switch things up because I don't want to say Northwestern. I saw some stat that, like, Stanford's won a national championship in every year since, like, the 70s or something, like, in some sport. So I'm going Stanford to come out of there. I'm going <laughs> to turn some heads with that one. And then I really like Syracuse. I know that, like, the, the, the corny girl, I think she got hurt. But I still think Syracuse will have enough to make the Final Four. Gotta be the, the, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm flip flopping. Um, I, I, as much as this is a, uh, a a Charlotte North stand account, this is also a Joe Spelina stand account. Uh, Joe Spelina doing the God's work over in Stony Brook, uh, also raising one hell of a future prospect going to Syracuse. So I might have to go with Stony Brook, uh, ma- making a, a nice little run. It's going to be a big upset over UNC. Um, yeah. And then if, if I'm rooting for a coach over a, over a team on that side, I don't want to root for Gary Gate. Like, I don't want to root for Joe Spelina and Gary Gate. This is the women's tournament, so I don't want to root for two coaches. Um, so if I'm not going Cuse out of that side, uh, you know what, let's, let's get fucking crazy. Let's go Mercer out of that side because if the men's team isn't going to make the tournament, I at least want to see the fellas show up to the Final Four and just go in berserk in, in the fan section for the women. So, uh, yeah, give me, give me Stony Brook, Mercer. Dudes, you kind of sold me on that Stanford pit. That's, that's, a really I mean, that's a, that's a crazy stat. And, you know, I mean, Dukes does a lot of work. It does a lot of work with the sports book. Listen, okay, guys, so la- it, it is a crazy stat, but like, did Stanford win a national championship in anything yet this year? Like they could have won like fencing. We don't know. You, I would look, they won the women's basketball. Oh, yeah, they did. I watched that game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that hangover is something serious, dude. Things you hate to see, this. Yeah, things, <laughs> things you hate to see. And I also saw this on Twitter, so I didn't – this is with no research. So, like, that was kind of like – I think that's what it was. Well, like, those are the best stats, like, to pull yeah. out. Like, the ones that, like, you don't really – like, the ones that are just, like, you take a quick glance at and you're like, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I don't want any fact checkers on this. Like, yeah. it, sound, it was a good um, stat. It sounded cool. All right, no, well, yeah. All right, so Stony Brook, Mercer, fucking I'm riding with Duke, Stanford, and I'm still Boston College. Boston College heavy, uh, Boston College national champion. So, so men's and women's tournaments all get going. Um, what, what, what day do these even get going? Uh, I'll tell you. 
Does, does anyone know off the top of their head? It looks like uh... all the all the the women's games start on the fourteenth. That's a it's a huge slate, and then some of them trickle in on the sixteenth. Uh, so fourteenth and sixteenth for fourteenth and sixteenth for the women's, which that is that's got to be a weekend, right? Everybody everybody should be out of school by then. I know Hopkins ends up we're we're done on the eleventh, so that's fourteenth uh, is a Friday, then sixteenth on a Sunday for the for the women's, and then the men fifteenth. So that's a that's the that's Friday, yes? Saturday. No, Saturday. I'll tell you yeah. what, some, something to while, – while we're talking about that, something to keep in mind for that Drexel-Notre Dame game. Uh, Drexel, they do trimesters. So I have no idea – What? Yeah, they don't do semesters. They do trimesters, and I think that they go a little bit later than other schools. Yeah. You're shitting me. So, so they might still be in class which could hurt them against Notre oh. Dame if, if the boys have to have their nose in the books, because just remember everybody, they're students first, athletes second. So it's on the, it's a quarter system, not a pregnancy system, like a trimester. It's, it, it's quarters. It's four or three month systems. It tracks. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, I'm yeah, fact checking so, the shit out of both of you right now. All right, so, that, that, that food so, poisoning, it, it dehydrated me and my key, the ketones are like they're crossing the blood the the the, the blood brain barrier and I am just razor focused right now. More moral of the story is that Drexel goes to school longer than most. Yeah, too much. It's it's too much school. So, they're going to be in class when they have to play against Notre Dame. Meanwhile, Notre Dame, they probably like you guys know Acello. He hasn't gone to class since 2006, maybe. So you know, those guys are going to be strictly lacrosse. Drexel still has school, so. I, I mean, like that's that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, like, I like that. that. Yeah. I got to so, start seeing finals weeks. Like, who has finals this week? Who's not going to be prepared? That's true. Uh, gonna, that's I'm true. I'm going to dive into those numbers. Yeah, you have to look at see who has, like, a birthday on the yeah. Thursday night. You know, like, maybe maybe a couple of the guys got together. Maybe one of them's a starter. Like, you know, it, 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 there's, there's, all, there's, you know, there's some safer metrics here. Yeah. There are. Well, maybe that's how UNC ended up with the first seed in both men's and women's because we all know how hard they all go to school. Um, but yeah, so the college lacrosse <laughs> national tournament like gets going uh, this weekend. So all the matchups are there. Listen, we only have a couple more weeks of this. So enjoy it. Watch the games. Be thankful that we have these games to watch in the first place. Uh, we will be back for our first round previews and breakdowns on Friday. And, uh, yeah, in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out.